Lots for us to talk about with Vaughn Palmer this morning from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Yeah, good morning. All right, we found you there. Let's talk about, oh, so much. Where do we start? Shall we talk about with the inflation fighting plan? Well, yeah, because, look, uh, British Columbia's been waiting for four and a half months for this. It was way back on the 23rd of April that John Horgan said he had directed the finance minister to come up with some inflation relief. And we've been asking uh, him and Finance Minister Robinson for weeks, where is it, where is it, where is it? And he said, I'll wait till September, wait till September. So here we are. September, yesterday, Premier and the Finance Minister roll out the package. And I do wonder, Simi, why when governments do these things, they oversell what they've done. But it's right there in the press release. John Horgan says that this package is worth, quote, $1,500 for a family of four. Well, is it? Attention, listener, do not sit around waiting for a check, if even if you have uh, even if you're a family of four, for fifteen hundred dollars from the government because and this is incredible. More than half of the relief, eight hundred and sixteen dollars, so fifty four percent of that fifteen hundred dollars, comes from the fact that the new Democrats are not going to allow rents to increase by as much as was allowed under the NDP's own guidelines for rent increases. Okay, but Vaughn, if that's where a lot of this money is coming from, what does that mean for all the people who aren't renters? Well, they're not getting anything, first of all. But even renters, your rent's still going to go up. It's just not going to go up by as much as would have been allowed under the NDP policy. The NDP allowed was allowing rents to increase by the rate of inflation. So we'd have been looking at uh, hmm, over 5% uh, for next year's rent increases. Well, it's only going to be 2%. But, you know, not only do you not get to spend the 816 bucks, but your rent's still going to go up if you're renting. So, as I said, more than half of this relief package is just bogus. It, it, I don't know why they do this, Simi, because... You know, people hear, hey, 1500 bucks. hey, that's great, I need 1500 bucks. It's not coming. The other uh, parts of the package, so there's a climate action tax credit, and there's a family benefit increase. But when you drill down on those, um, only about less than half of the individuals in the province will get one, and less than... Only a third of the families in the province will get the family benefit. They, Simi, will also have to wait. Uh, So the first benefit credit is supposed to arrive in October, and the second arrives in January. But there are people out there listening, because I've heard from them, who waited months for the ICBC rebate. They didn't get it until midsummer or late August for some of them. Horgan says that's not going to happen this time. This is a boy, oh boy. They're not going to let that out. This money is going to come when they say it's going to come. Okay, well, you know, don't spend it till you got the check is my advice. But anyway, there you go. And don't ever spend the rent increase saving because you're still going to have to rustle up more money to pay your rent next year. Okay, and then there's this climate action tax credit. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the the credit that are, that they start paying out in October, and it will increase for some people. But they've means tested it, so 
The full amount, um, as I said, the finance ministry admits that only, uh, I guess, less than half of British Columbians will actually get the full amount. Um, The rest will get on a sliding scale, and some people won't get anything because they're not entitled to it. So means-tested, yeah, I I see the government's point on that uh, with the ICBC thing. I mean, the ICBC thing worked the other way, right? They they even gave – the ICBC credit was intended to provide relief from gasoline prices, and they gave $110 to people with electric cars who don't even buy gasoline. So they have learned a thing or two, I guess, I about guess, yeah. tailoring these things to the needy, but – um, and the family benefit is the one that gets increased, uh, jacked up starting in January. And again, yeah, it's a family benefit. But go to the finance ministry, you know, how many people, how many families are actually entitled to it? Well, their number was about 35% of families. So, you know, I mean, busy people out there, they hear the message from the premier. They hear, well, thank God the relief is finally relying. And they sit around waiting for weeks for the relief. And if they check, they discover they don't qualify. All right. But let's talk about some of the unintended consequences of this, too, because we were speaking with David Hutniak earlier this week about how landlords are waiting to find out what this allowable rent increase is going to be because they also have costs and concerns. What is this going to do for the people who build rental stock or who might want to you know, get into that business? Well, landlords are eating the same rate of inflation as everybody else. They have to buy stuff. They have to work on their place, if they have to maintain it, uh, if they have staff involved in any kind of a building or maintenance, uh, they're dealing with 8% inflation, which is the latest number. Uh, The average, the government's number, is over 5% for the year. And they've been told they can't collect more than 2%. So they have to eat the rest. Um, okay, uh, the government likes renters uh, better than landlords. There are many more renters than there are landlords. But uh, there's a couple of catches in this. The first is that the government says, oh, well, you know, we will uh, go back and forth with rent landlords and allow them to maintain and upgrade their properties. So they may actually, I take that, the fine print, Simi, as, well, they may actually approve some increases more than 10%. So brace yourself. But the other one is this government has repeatedly said to me that they want people building more rental housing. Well, yeah. They want a lot more rental housing, and heavens only knows we need more rental housing. But now you're telling the people that might invest in, build, and develop rental housing, you're going to have to eat the rate of inflation yourself. We're not, not only are we not helping you, we're going to deny you the ability to make up your costs. So why would you invest in rental housing in a province where that's the attitude toward landlords? Why wouldn't you go and spend your scarce dollars investing in housing somewhere else where landlords aren't hated? Uh, okay, there's that. We're going to be speaking with the finance minister, Selena Robinson, about all this coming up in the next hour of the show. But also, Vaughn, the BCGEU settlement. Let's talk about that. Okay, well sat down and did the math provided by the government, okay? So the government tells you uh, when they start bargaining that 
on a on a general approach, everybody in the public sector gets the same thing. So all of the unionized employees and even the people that are excluded, the percentages are in the same ballpark. And they do that in the interest of fairness and equity and so that they don't end up getting whipsawed by giving one group more and then the other group saying, well, I want that as well. So they give us a number. And this is the government's number. The all-in cost of 1% on a contract for everybody in the public sector is $385 million a year for each year. And so that compounds. If they pay 1% this year, they pay it again next year and the next year. And if next year they pay even more, that gets added up. So you can take that, haul out your pocket calculator. Uh, Keith Baldry and I both did it last evening. And the full cost of the announced settlement for the BCGEU, if it's extended all across the public sector, which is government policy, is going to be over three years in the ballpark of $10 billion over three years. So, you know, the, the government, like, I mean, we're dealing with an interesting experiment here, which is whether you can actually spend your way out of inflation. Because the, the premier says his inflation-fighting package is worth a billion dollars. We're getting another one from the prime minister this morning. And the, based on the government's own numbers, the, the settlements in the public sector look to be costing $10 billion over three years. Now, you know, uh, I don't think anybody's begrudging healthcare workers and teachers and lots of people out there in the public sector with an increase to deal with inflation. But the, the dilemma is, will this actually fight inflation or will, by dumping a whole bunch more money into the economy, increase inflation? And we don't know. We don't know. So many questions. All right, Vaughn, thank you for that. Bye-bye, Simi. That's Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun. Lots of good questions raised about some government announcements in the last 24 hours. Now, especially when it comes to the the inflation-fighting measures that were announced, we will be speaking with Finance Minister Selena Robinson about that coming up in the next hour of the show.